Welcome to the Craft Parenting Podcast, a podcast about two Cincinnati craft beer lovers with a parenting problem. Just a little bit. Yeah, so this is a bonus episode, and we are back with Tony. Hello. And of course, my lovely wife and co-host, Caroline. Yo, yo, yo. And we are going to talk about a hobby <laughs> that you have, Tony. That that mildly perplexes us. <laughs> and I don't I don't know if I could ever have this hobby. I'm surprised that it's legal to have oh, this hobby. Legal. Oh my gosh, get out of here. <laughs> I mean, technically you have to be old enough before they let you do it, usually. Usually. Well, did, did you hear recently? So it's running. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, it's running. Sorry, not to, not to. No, 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 no you're good. Break the um, no, 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 because well, I was going to just spoil it because you're kind of making a joke out of it. But the uh, there's a kid in Cincinnati, the, the flying pig. Yeah, that, that six-year-old. That like six-year-old that like, but their parents like ran the marathon. And I don't know if like how much the child actually ran it, but yeah, that, that I think you have to be, I think you have to be at least 18 to like officially sign up for a marathon. Yeah, they gave an exception, right? Is that what happened? I'm not sure. I feel like the flying pig said, yeah, you can sign them up because you're going to do it anyway, basically. Oh, yeah. which is fair. Reasoning. Yeah. So it's like now he's protected under our umbrella, but they also accepted lots of liability by doing that. Oh, yeah. Like a bunch of backlash, a bunch of international backlash. Because I, I feel like the Daily Mail picked it up of like, look what this kid in Cincinnati did. And I'm like, hey, it's my hometown for not a great reason. I'm so surprised. Yeah. So, um, how did you get into running and we can talk about where that has led to because th that's the part where we can't fathom oh. necessarily <laughs> i mean i can i can understand people running but you have Super done some they're called ultra marathons mm -hmm. right yep, yep, yep which is a marathon is 26 miles 26.2 yeah and an ultra marathon is basically any, just anything longer than anything that. Anything longer than yeah. that. And yeah. you've done a 50 mile? Yes, yes, a 50 mile marathon. Um, yeah, so that's the whole part where we can't fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, people can't even fathom just liking running. So, yeah. Uh, so, you know, you're good. Um, I mean, it gives you endorphins, and endorphins mm -hmm. make you happy, and happy people don't kill their husbands. So, it's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of looked at me funny <laughs> for that. Um, so, how did you get into running? And. Um, Let's start there. It's funny. So I'm trying to think about. It. So I ran in high school. So I, I went through like a, uh, you know, a, a chunky phase in the end of grade school and early early high school. And I just my parents, you know, strove to get me to, because I was always activist, but like I, you know, I was never just like this like intense sloth. But like I always just like, you know, I found a love of Mountain Dew and Doritos at a certain age. A yeah, teenage sure. boy <laughs> liking Mountain Dew and Doritos that that does not sound right. And and my family too is very um. We're very snacky, so there's a lot of like there's there's always food everywhere, like oh, chips yeah. and, and M Ms and I oh, yeah, dip and what was it? Uh, like we had like every type of soda in the basement. It was like you know cheap Kroger brand, but mm -hmm. every type of soda. And so there's a lot of that. And so like in you know my parents like my mom used to we'd walk I, every day I got home from school I had to walk before I could come in and we would on Saturdays we get up and we'd like walk the whole neighborhood. We'd do sweat into the oldies. We'd do all this stuff. And so eventually I just kind of from walking was like had started kind of running some. And some of my friends in high school were on the, that I kind of became friends with early on in high school were on the track and cross country teams. And so I was like, yeah, I, I kind of started doing it as well and really liked it a lot and um, just kind of slowly progressed. Like, you know, I ran track first and then realized I would prefer distance. Like I, I was never the, the fastest, but I was good once, you know, once we started going long enough, I was, I was, I was decent. Mm -hmm. And so then did cross country, did distance track, um, was going to run in college, um, but then you couldn't really work a job. And I mean, not that you couldn't, but it was very, very hard, hard. Yeah. very hard to to run collegiately. 
and and keep a job. And so I, I backed out of joining the team. Um, I was like, you know, I'm, I, I don't have these grandeur plans to be an Olympic athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so I was happy just running. And so then one of the professors at uh, NKU, one of the chemistry professors, uh, Dr. Ball, she was a big like distance runner and she talked a lot about different marathons. And it's kind of something I feel like if you're a distance runner, it's almost like a natural progression. Like not everybody runs marathons, but it's mm-hmm. just such a thing people talk about. Like mm-hmm. I think, um, cause I think the two most popular distances of races are a 5k and half marathon. And so it's just something people naturally talk about. And so it kind of just became a thing. I'm like, no, I, I, I want to do a marathon. So then it, um, I'm trying to think I, my first marathon was the Indianapolis marathon was the very first one I did. And it just was, I was doing research and it was like, I heard it was very flat. Because people are always like, oh, my God, the hills. Indiana is very flat. They have, like, seven hills. And I I biked from my cousin's house to, like, Target one day. And I feel like we hit all seven hills <laughs> going that distance. Mm. But I was just in Indianapolis last weekend. And I was like, you could bike this. This is very easy to walk. Like, yeah. I don't feel like I'm going to die. It was very flat. Because I remember running it. And I remember people I was near at the time were like, because I, I don't know if I happen to be passing one of the pacers or near a pacer or somebody mm-hmm. who's I'm talking. And, and then I made the joke of, well, here comes the hill. And then immediately it was like, and that was it. Um, <laughs> and it was like, and you didn't didn't notice it at all. But that, that first, so that first race, there's so much planning to go into like a long run, long, running long distance because a lot of it's mental. I mean, it is very like, it's mentally going through, it's just mentally getting yourself to keep going. Obviously yeah. you need the fuel, but there's a lot of just the mental fortitude. Well, there's the joke that's like, the first 26 miles are fine. It's the last point two that are going to get you. That That's a phrase that I have heard a oh, lot. Yeah. Having I have a doctor's note that I got in middle <laughs> school that says I'm not allowed to run more than two miles. And that was just because I was on the cross country team yeah. and our meets were two miles. <laughs> so Because he was going to say one mile. And I was like, but then I can't do any of my meets. So then he's like, okay, I'll make it two miles. That's interesting. You guys did two miles. Uh, it was middle school. Oh, middle school. Okay, we were, okay, okay. We were tiny it was, people. No, no, you're good. It was middle school. I'm thinking like, wow, yeah. everything's like a 5K, but then that's that was high school. Yeah, high school. Yeah. And so then I just, I did not continue on with high school because so seventh grade, I didn't have any issues, but eighth grade, I developed asthma. Mm. And then I was like, yeah, let's not do this. That's fair. I could have probably done like some sprinting stuff because yeah, I yeah, liked yeah. sprinting, but I also am very uncoordinated and just like, I will be in the orchestra and it's fine. I was the fat kid <laughs> in gym <laughs> class doing the presidential. I think it, we had to run a mile. Yeah, there, like you had to run a mile every year in gym class yeah, yeah, under yeah. a certain Same. time. It wasn't under a certain time. But they timed oh, it. Ours they was, timed it. Oh, they ours did. They timed. did time. Yeah, it. they timed yeah. it. But I don't know if we had a requirement either. Like you didn't. Have, you, did, you didn't fail anything. But it was you got a, an award if you got like the presidential award. Oh, if you if, met a certain if you met a certain criteria, uh, yeah, like okay. we did a whole thing. It was the mile. It was um, push ups, push ups, sit ups. Uh, oh lord, I can't do those. Yes, yeah, so if you did so many on all those categories, you got a for each one. I think you got a, the presidential. Uh, very fancy, very fancy. Yeah, mm-hmm. signed by the president, supposedly. But nice. Stand. I was the guy who yeah and and grade school eighth grade seventh grade i ran a 10 minute not even a 10 minute probably like a 12 minute mile and a lot of that probably goes into what you were saying about the mental because we did it in the gym oh yeah you had to do 26 laps oh yeah what and it's oh my gosh 26 laps even that's that's a lot that's a (laughs) small that's a small that's a small gym (laughs) to keep running in a circle um well because i mean something like that 26 26, 24, I don't... But a lot. It was uh, a lot, yeah. Because like, even, like, so in, in you know, 
when I ran track, I ran the, I ran the two mile was my main race that I did well in. And it's eight laps on a standard track. And so that's, I remember people be like, how do you, like, what do you do? I was like, I was like, I literally just count the whole time. It's like, so like, cause you want to lose, I don't want to lose yeah, track. Cause like, I want to like, one, one, yeah, one, it just one, sounds one, dumb. One. It sounds dumb, but there's a lot of, we like, had a partner who would count for us. I think people did like, they would let yeah. you know, but it was more for me. It was also to just think about my pacing in the race mm-hmm. too, of like when I would try to like do things, but yeah, well, it's even like, cause people ask me all the time cause I don't run with music or anything. I just run. Well, yeah, you have, we'll get into that in a second. You have zero communication devices on oh, you yeah, no, I do when not. you run. <laughs> I do not. Um, I actually, I should actually move it to my, my shoes because I'm not sure where it is right now. My parents got me a dog tag that has like. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just because I don't, I just, yeah, I just, I hate carrying things. I do now have my watch. For a long time, I didn't have the watch in terms of like tracking. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just pre-map it and go. But uh <laughs> But yeah, no, I just think. I just my mind just wanders on random stuff, and I just mm-hmm. think. And a lot of people would blows their mind. But you talk about being bored. I cannot run on a treadmill. I mean, I, not that I can't. I hate treadmills because um, okay. I remember I have run on them. But I, I could run that like I ran that ultra fifty miles outdoor in the woods. Had a great time. I run like two seconds on a treadmill, and I want to kill myself. Like I I hate treadmills. I just it's something they're, about they're not the best. And. Some people, some people swear by them or love them or, you know, mm-hmm. works for them. They'll have, they'll be like, oh, did you watch a show? It's like, I had a show on. It just, I'd have rather been just, I feel like it just makes me want to sit or walk. Like the actual running, like I just, I want it when I'm running, I enjoy like seeing new scenery or things changing or I feel like I'm progressing. Okay. Um, whereas on a treadmill, it's like, why am I doing this? Like, <laughs> and like they say too, that it messes with your gait as yeah. far as like, instead of you propelling forward you're just kind of like hopping up and down while the ground moves. So it can mess up your gait when you're trying to like actually do long races. And it's, it's obviously it's harder. It's also, it it is where even, it's not even like, cause you are propelling yourself too, but it's Mm -hmm. like, there's that extra force that's like working with you. So it's cause people, you can run faster. It's easier to like, it's easier to get a good pace. There's no potholes. There's no uneven ground. It's just this endless loop of going forever. So you briefly mentioned that you liked, you mentioned training. Yep. And you mentioned that you don't like treadmills. So this um, leads to you run in the neighborhood. Yep. And so talk about your training. <laughs> talk about your training and where you run and why you, how you pick your routes. And because running is exer- ex- exercise in general, like lifting weights that's something that you can just do like you have to know what you're doing oh yeah for sure so, um i guess you have some experience with that with your you know running and track and stuff but uh, talk about how you prepare uh yeah so um so in general i mean if i'm if i'm training for a race i usually kind of pre-make some kind of plan and i've looked a lot at people outline different things online and i've read books or two on on you know proper training i am no you know, coach or training expert, but right. I, you know, I've made plans for myself. And the big thing is like with running, people always think you need to be like going like a super hard pace all the time. And a lot of it's you, in terms of just general planning, you, you plan different paces. Like you have runs, you have days that are easy runs where it's like, it is a like lighter pace. It is not every day. Isn't like you're like balls to the wall, super hard, super fast pace. And so there's a lot in terms of like, you know, there are days where you'll do speed workouts where you'll like go like really high intensity speed, like faster than you might normally target and that's like a like you do like lots of like um, interval training so you'll do like you know i'll run really hard for this long and then i have a small break run really hard small break you'll do stuff where it's like a tempo run where that is a like 
your race day pace, like whatever your target pace is, like you run, you know, you run a certain distance at that pace. And so that's also harder than like, you know, an, an, a quote unquote easy run. Not that the easy runs are like, you know, walking, but it's, mm-hmm. they're, they're not, they're a recovery pace. Cause like you're like anything you do, like, um, say you were lifting weights or anything like you, you, if you go really hard one day, you like rest, you have time in between for your body to yeah, like there's recover. Yeah, the warm up and then the cool down. Yep, do you, yep, yep. Do you do that? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it depends. So like on those easy days, no. But like before on days, so like, so a typical like marathon training for me, you can do a variety of things depending on like your skill level and your mileage and, and all of that. Um, but typically it'd be like, I'd, I'd have a, a long run, I'd have two easy runs, I'd have a tempo run and I'd have that interval training. And then I would have a day or two of rest. It would depend on, and then maybe a day, a day of rest, a day of cross training. But the, sometimes it would vary. Sometimes I'd run six days a week, sometimes five. It just kind of depends on like how serious I was trying to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now I'm in a weird spot too because like I'm obviously like I just my I just did the Pittsburgh Marathon uh, this past May, um, and that was my first marathon post COVID and post recovering, which we can get to in as, in as yeah, well. Yeah, I'll get that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, <clears throat> so I'm in a state where I was like I did it very casually. So. Um, as I get back into it, I'll probably like, I only did that like four or five days a week I ran. And then, um, it was like, I wasn't worried about pace. I wasn't, I was very happy with how I did in the race, but it was kind of like, I'm just getting back into it. Just having fun. Like I was trying to like revitalize my like running spirit. Um, yeah. cause even as a, even as somebody who loves to run, it is very easy to fall out of it. Well, and like not to compare people to dogs, but we have two dogs that can be very active or very lazy. Yeah. We had a probably a month or two period where. We were hiking every weekend, if not twice a weekend, and it was great for our physical health. It was great for our mental health, and the dogs loved it. Mm-hmm. Those first two or three weeks after we stopped doing that, the dogs were a pain in our butt every weekend morning. Okay, mom and dad, you're home. Quick breakfast, and then we're going to hit the trails, yep. right? Yep. And we're like, <laughs> uh, we're going to watch a movie on the couch. <laughs> and so now they're just, they're couch potatoes. They mm-hmm. just were like, hey, I'm sedentary. I'm okay with this. This is my life now. Like I took them for a walk this morning and they were so excited and I'm like, okay, I guess I need to wake up a half hour earlier than usual and we'll start doing morning walks and see where that goes. And and it is like, it's, I agree. Like even for me, like I feel like when I run, I feel like I potentially end up being more productive that day. And if I'm not even more productive, I just am happier. Like mm-hmm. running makes me super happy. So it's just, it's Cause a, it gives you endorphins it does, and yeah. you're less likely to kill your non-existent husband. It is. It's a space. Or wife <laughs> or whatever. Um, You've seen Legally Blonde, right? You get the reference I'm making. Oh, is that a Legally Blind reference? Yes. Okay. I wasn't getting it either. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like the cr- the crux of the her big case. She's like... Oh, that's her argument. Yeah. Oh, well, it's the, part um, of her argument. I know what you're talking about now. I know what you're talking about Because endorphins... Because exercise gives you endorphins, mm. and endorphins make you happy, and happy people just don't shoot their husbands. I got you now. I'm with you now. Okay. Is it a murder case? It was a murder case. And then she goes into the chemical compounds of getting your hair permed and how if you get it wet, you totally you totally Um, decompromise the sodium thiglocolate or something. (laughs) And then she gets. I thought I was killing you, not my Mm -hmm. father. Okay. Spoilers for (laughs) Legally Blonde. If you have not seen Legally Blonde, even though it's been out for forever. Uh, we were talking about stuff. Um, Endorphins and how <laughs> running like makes I've Tony lost interest. <laughs> running makes Tony happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, and he's happy. He's getting back. Oh, it's training. Again. You're asking just generally about training. Yeah, um, training. Yeah, and, and so how important uh, it is. Yeah, and so it's very, it's very important. Obviously, to like if you're whatever distance you're running for, it's important to train for that distance. So every distance has different like 
mileage things and, and whatever to go for. So mm-hmm. for like the longer the distance, like there is a point where, so for like a normal marathon, like the typical, typical like max mileage that people run is 20 miles. Even so it's not quite a full marathon. So typically, mm-hmm. you know, like for like my first marathon, my, that the day of the marathon was the first time I actually ran that distance. Prior mm-hmm. to that, it was just 20 miles. Cause I'm pretty sure there's lots of different plans. Like Hal Higdon, I think is a popular like beginners plans that there's lots of plans out there that you can easily find online at different, different things that they like say, like, you know, here's a, here's a general plan to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, there's even like a, when I, cause I got really serious a couple of years back to try to like train for Boston, um, or train to qualify for Boston, I should say. And there was a site that I looked at in terms of like, here's like our recommended, like calculate your paces. Like if this is your hope, like your target race pace to hit like the race time you want, then this is your pace you should do for easy runs. This is your pace for intervals, tempos, and so on and so forth. So there's a lot around and like seeing, like pushing yourself and seeing what you can do. What I was gonna say about just running, running is very easy though at the same time. Like I can just walk up, like as long as you have running shoes, I can just walk out the door and run. Mm-hmm. Like there's no... I don't have to go to a gym. I don't have to have to have special equipment. I don't have to like super know like form of everything. Like it's, you need, obviously you obviously want good form for running, but it's less, um, it's less immediately detrimental. I mm-hmm. maybe it's the right word. Like if you lift weights wrong, you could seriously hurt yourself. If you run a little weird, you might just feel weird, um, and need to like correct your form. And so it's, it's very like easy to get into. And I feel like it's a lot of people want to like it. I also feel like people don't have to like it. And the number of people I talk to, sorry, I'm going to kind of like ramble around with the running. We do this all the, the time. You're fine. The, the number of people I talk to who are like, oh, you know, I just, I'm sorry, I don't really like running. Or like, they'll like try to like make reasons of like, you don't have to like running. Like mm-hmm. do the exercise that you enjoy. Cause if you enjoy it, you'll actually want to do it. Yeah. And so it's, it's, uh, yeah, I just super enjoy it. So that's, that's good. But I don't know if I, um, cause I've been talking to my nephew, my oldest nephew, um, runs uh, track as well. So he's, he'll be 16 this year. Oh, cool. And so I think his parents were like, can you like help him? Like, and we've run different times together, me and Oscar. And he's like, can you help him in terms of like trying to improve some? Cause they feel like he's kind of stagnating and not that he has to improve, but like just general, like figuring out your pace. Cause like when I'm running, I can kind of tell, I mean, obviously I have a watch now that like I could look at and it says what pace I'm going, but I can tell if I'm going a little too fast or a little too slow or like what pace I'm holding. I can, mm-hmm. I have like a general idea just from years of running of like, oh, I can tell like this is probably roughly the pace I'm going. Mm-hmm. Um, and Oscar just doesn't have that. And a lot of like, like what I tell him, I was like, you know, again, I am not an expert. Like you're, any of your coaches are likely know more than I do. But the thing I always say is like, you just kind of have to try. Like you just kind of push yourself. And especially if you have your watch, like I know they can't wear it in some races, but like, if you your watch when you're training, you can just try and just see like how do I feel when I'm trying to hold a faster pace than normal, and because yeah. a lot of a running to me is just trial and error. So let's kind of wrap it up with the actual ultra marathon itself. You, oh, yeah. You've at least done one, right? Yes, yeah. So I've done. Let's see. So in terms of races, I've done. Um, I like the idea of doing a marathon plus in every state, if not broader than that, like maybe other countries. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but so so far, I've done five states. I think. So I did Indiana was my first one with um, the Indianapolis Marathon. I did the Flying Pig for Ohio. Then I think actually, actually literally, I think just after two marathons, I did an ultra. And so my my cousin, so how I even thought about ultras was my cousin is an avid ultra marathoner. So she does. So runs the, the, the crazy runs in the family. Yeah, yeah probably. Literally runs. <laughs> <laughs> literally runs. Yeah. And so she um, she's done a lot of different stuff out west. So that's where she's at right now. She's a PhD. And she has, um, she's actually out. She just moved to um, the Los Alamos in um, New Mexico, I think. Uh, but anyways, she she's out there. And so, she, so I actually reached out to her and kind of talked to it. So I looked at different races. And I did one in Tennessee, the Natchez, Tri- Natchez Trace Trail Run. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a 50-mile run on that trail. It was, it was an out and back. So you ran, you know, 25 miles, uh, turned around and came back. And the 
So when I was doing that, I, I'm trying to think when that was. That was, I think, 2018, the fall of 2018, I believe, is when I ran that. Because I remember, like, so I'd only done road marathons at that point, And so I was a little naive because I trained on the trail mm-hmm. because I wanted to train. Um, so I, I ran a lot at Mount Airy. Uh, yeah. I ran a lot at the uh, Miami Whitewater. Mm-hmm. I would just go, I think I ran some at Davu. Like, I would just go to, like, either mountain biking trails or, like, you know, you know, city trail, like some kind of like um, woodsy trail that like mm-hmm. was dirt paths, rooty, rocky, hilly, as best I could to mimic what you thought was what I thought would be on the trail. Right yeah, because it's like that's what you want to do. And now, now I did do runs on the road still, mm-hmm. but I tried to do I did my long runs. So when you get into like the ultras and anything, there's a lot in terms of like because like so like for regular marathons, they say like you know if you can run 20 miles, then you kind of know. Like, as long as you keep your body fuel, you should be able to keep going. And there's a similar mindset with ultras in terms of what I was reading. But you still, like, like the furthest I ran was actually 30 miles that I did not. So there was 20 miles I had never run mm-hmm. prior to that race day. And, and a lot of it's just running long enough. And other people, I'm sure, might have trained smarter and, like, run further. I, I don't – I didn't maybe do as much research as I should have in terms of, like, this is the exact, like, ideal way to train. But my thought going into it was, you know, I what I would do is, is – on that Saturday, I would get up early because I also the race started really early. So I need to learn, I need to train running in the dark on the trail. So I'd have my headlamp <laughs> and I'd go on the trail. And I remember when I ran at Miami Whitewater, I, I would play like, is it um, deer eyes or a bike mileage sign? Like, cause you know, you'd see stuff reflect off your light. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's very peaceful, very calming too. Cause it's like just no noise. It's just darkness in you running in the woods, which maybe doesn't sound appealing to everybody (laughs) but i i I understand as someone who decided randomly that they were going to lay out in the front yard for 20 minutes last night to stare up at the stars like i get that peaceful one with nature peacefulness but i also am very hesitant to be in the middle of the woods in the middle of the night without anyone nearby in case if i need help yeah when and probably too like um i've talked to i have some friends um female friends too it's like it's just different. Like there's mm-hmm. things you don't think about. Like, cause I remember, so as an experience, I remember training for a race running on the road mm-hmm. and I remember I was running and a car had like pulled up and was going really slow next to me and like started talking, the guy started talking to me and it's like, I was like, what the hell? And I'm just like running. And he was like, Oh, I'd, I'd love to keep talking. Like went to pull over, keep talking. I was like, no, I was, <laughs> I had never been so creeped out in my life. And I remember mm-hmm. like, I like had had a whole run planned out and I, I don't know if I, I don't think I had a watch at the time. So I was like, all right, I, I'm just going to go this way. And hopefully that's like similar mileage. And cause I was like trying to get like away as fast as I could. Cause I was running just like on like West Fork, like mm-hmm. in and around like Airy. So like also residently have sidewalks. So it was kind of like, yeah. I pre-planned it and I was like, this is probably not a great way to run. And Airy can be really sketch sometimes. Yeah. So, and so I, it was one of those moments where I remember I got back and I was like, uh, that was kind of terrifying. I was like, that's, um, probably very similar to how a lot of women feel, uh, running or just in general being in like a, like some, somebody's being creepy situation. Mm-hmm. But so so I get up early to run, and what I didn't quite think about, because I had a relatively packed fall. I, I went on a West trip. Um, I had different weddings to go to. I had like, I didn't factor into how much time it was going to take to train, because mm-hmm. on the trail, I am probably four minutes per mile slower than on the road. You feel just as fast, if not faster, but just like oh, yeah, the, I, I can believe that. Yeah, just like it's different. It's more technical terrain. It's not just like hard concrete. So it's it's just your. Your like striking ability is just different, and you're taking that extra like half second to calculate. Okay, if I put my foot here versus there, which one is the more safer option? Yeah, and it's so it's just one of those like I went from like, 
you know, I'd run, I don't know if I'm just like casually running, it's like eight to nine minutes per mile. And then on the trail now it's like 12 to 13. And it's like, that's a huge time commitment that I didn't plan for. Um, especially when it's like, so part of what I was kind of getting to with running for ultras is I would not run a ton, like super long, like, you know, on a weekend where I'd run 30 miles on Saturday, you know, I would then on Sunday, you do like a back to back long run. So I might do like 12 miles. So you do like two, like, I know 12 is not super long, but you do like two, two, like longer runs together as opposed to all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of like, just try like testing things. So like when I did that, cause I think I did two thirties, maybe, maybe three. But so when I did that, it was, I would also be training like how I'd fuel myself. Cause like, you know, I want to make sure my body reacts well to any food I would eat or any like things I would drink. So like I had my like little like vest that I was going to wear and like had my yeah. walk, carried my water on me, mm-hmm. my food. Cause that's how I was gonna be on the trail. Like if I needed anything, you know, the, the race I did every like, I think seven ish miles, there was like a, um, aid booth that they had on mm-hmm. this, on, on this race. And there was what, I think there was like 30 of us that did it. So like, it's not, it wasn't a huge giant race. They did have a marathon that also went the opposite direction. So like, as we were running, we like crossed the marathon people. And so the, I think there were 30 ish that did the, or maybe, maybe it was 30 that finished the, the actual like ultra, the 50 miles. Mm-hmm. And so it, um, and so just in general with training, just, it just took a lot out of me. And I remember thinking I would never train for it again. And I remember I got to the, um, the actual race day and it was beautiful weather out. It took me 10 hours. So it was 10 hours of running, which to some people might sound horrible, but it, was that constant running or did you take a break? Um, it was essentially constant running. So when I would get to a booth, I would stop for a second to like refill my water, but then I would instantly be going again. So if I stopped, it was always like a minute max. Like it was, mm-hmm. so there were like, it wasn't like I was, I'm going to go pee behind this tree. Yeah. And that or, did happen. So there yeah. was like, it, it was interesting too. Cause I, I was basically just like, like I was just running like the, for the first quarter. I mean, well, the first part you're like running, it's like, it's pitch dark. There's like rocks, there's everything to dodge and run. You're like kind of still with everybody or with most of the people. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting a compliment, like I was saying like somebody's behind me. I was like, yeah, I'm new to this. If you need to pass me, like just do that. Like I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out what my pace is and how to go. And I remember the girl was like, no, you have great footwork. And I remember thinking mm-hmm. like, it was a weird, it was a weird like compliment to yeah. receive. Maybe not as a runner, but it was just odd in the moment. I remember too, because my parents went down and I was, I told them, I was like, I don't know how much you're going to be able to see me. And they ended up actually seeing me a fair bit because like it was every seven miles. They were able to drive to each station. And it was actually very uplifting to like see my parents be like, mm-hmm. oh my God. And it's like, <laughs> even the A station people were great. So they're all like people that are very like active and running. So like mm-hmm. they're super excited to see you. Like they had all kinds of food. And I remember initially like I was going to just sustain off peanut butter breads because I was like, that's what I trained with. And very quickly I was like, yeah, no, I'm just going to start eating all this food. Um, <laughs> and so it was basically a day of like running and eating. Yeah. Um, and it was just beautiful weather. I talked to people like, so it, after the initial part, I talked to this girl for like a quarter quarter of the race who she was trying to train for a 200 mile race. Oh my um, God. <laughs> and so that's like multiple days. And I asked her, I was like, well, how do you sleep? And she's like, well, you know, you just, you just kind of find a spot to like run off a little and like take a cat nap. And I was like, I don't know if, I don't know if I could do that. Cause to me, it was, it was very nice when I, when I planned to do the 50 was like, I knew it'd be a day. I knew like there, I wouldn't have to worry about the, like, I need to sleep at some point. It was yeah. just like, I, it's a, it's, it's, you know, start and ends and it's over. Cause you know, we started at like 6am and then I was done 10 hours later. So it's done like four o'clock. So it was, it was, it was just a nice day. Mm-hmm. And you know, then later on, there's another guy we ran together for like a half, half the race and, or a quarter of the race. And we talked and there was a girl, Sally, that we ran the whole like end of the half race almost together. Like we'd be separated briefly, but then like we'd catch back up. And it's like, mm-hmm. we like, I was just kind of neat. Just like bond with some random stranger you'll probably never see again. But, uh, yeah. It was just, it was a beautiful day. It was fun. And I remember after I did it, I was like, you know, I might see myself doing this again because I just had such a good experience. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just, it was a blast. In that situation, when you're talking to someone and you're running, do you 
try to be polite and you keep to their pace or um i is the goal to finish first in an ultra marathon or is it just to finish my goal was just to finish so i'm sure there are people that run them competitively in some aspect and at that point you would likely not run with a person you would likely well unless you actually are kind of pacing together but my goal throughout all those i'm just planning to finish and i just want to have a good time and both those were achieved so okay uh, I remember my parents because they, my parents knew I had a lot of like worries, just about, you know, I hope I can finish. And they're like, you look great every time you came out. And like, also, like, oh my gosh, like he said he wasn't like, I ended up, I think, coming in third overall in the race. And which is not necessarily saying a lot, but it's like, they I remember they're thinking, like, wow, and you just were like one of the first people to come out, like, just like looking so great every, every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was funny early because I had so many layers on and every stop I was like throwing my clothes, my parents, like, <laughs> too much clothing. <laughs> it's strip running. It really was. I mean, I mean, granted, I, I kept a shirt and, shorts on i did not go fully shirtless but i might have might have happened if i didn't have my little my little vest on mm-hmm. but yeah it was it was a blast but i did that and then my other kind of sort of stint into ultras then i did a race in kentucky so i did the uh the dirt kentucky dirt like the derby race marathon mm-hmm. and there is a they have like a back-to-back challenge or the the trail marathon i did the next day so i did a the road marathon on saturday and then i did a trail marathon on the following sunday so it's kind of my ultra in like terms of like pushing myself mm-hmm. in terms of that and then I I um I signed up for the California International Marathon in I think it's in San Diego and that was my goal was to train really hard for that very seriously in 2019 the the, the fall of 2019 to then hopefully qualify for Boston because I think my best time I had has been a 315 three hours 15 minutes mm-hmm. in terms of marathon and at my age bracket so I'm 31 at the time I was I guess I'd have been 29 or 28 or something but even still now like I need to be at least three hours so I had a fair amount to shave off in terms of time mm-hmm. but I felt like I could because I I had to super super seriously train like you know I, I was serious enough but not mm-hmm. like I wasn't super stressing it and so I got very regiment in terms of what I was going to do and I felt really great through all of it, and I there was a very hot day, um, as as you guys know, there was a very very hot day. I was running, um, I was running after work, and it was in, during my tempo run, and I remember I was going and I was trying to go really hard, and I uh, came through an intersection and I got hit by a car, uh, yeah. and to segue into that, we've kind of joked and alluded about it, and so that was in the fall of 2019, and I remember I got hit, I, I remember just like all of a sudden like spinning and hitting the ground, and I just remember thinking like, I think I got hit by a car. And then my, next, I was like, oh, my God, my time. And I instantly <laughs> I instantly stood up and started running again. And I got, like, out of the intersection and onto, like, the sidewalk. And as I was getting there, I was like, I don't feel great. Because, and, kids, this is what shock will do to you. <laughs> oh and and so then I just remember, like, and I was like, I should stop. And so I sat down and I you know, turned my watch off. And I, like, kind of, like, awesome people, a bunch of people would, like, run. like, oh, my gosh, are you all right? And this, that, and the other. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm fine. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, there's blood coming down my arm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm not fine. Because, um, <laughs> again, this is what shock will do to you. <laughs> and so I, I had, you know, I still have scars on my arm from it. And um, But basically, I, I got very lucky. So I, I went over top of the guy's car, uh, went, shattered his windshield. So I had a bunch of glass on my arm. And um, they took me to um, UC, I think, hospital. Because you think he was going over 30, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he hit me. I, th- I think they said he was probably going at least 40, 30 to 40. Um, so I was very lucky that mm-hmm. I, I got out of it with, like, basically just, like, I had a slightly displaced rib for a little bit that just, yeah. it wasn't like, it just naturally went back into place. And then I had fractured my, only fractured my foot. I swore I broke my hip because I remember landing on my foot and hitting my hip. I remember thinking, like, oh, my God, I probably broke my hip or something. But mm-hmm. I was very lucky. I had, a, I had a fracture on my foot and I had, like, you know, a tore up arm from glass. Um, but outside that, I no concussion, no. But what were you carrying on you at the time? At the time, I was just in runner shorts. 
I, I and a watch. Like I didn't have a shirt on. I had like shorty short runner shorts too. Like it was the hoochie yeah. the hoochie daddy shorts. The hoochie daddy shorts of the runners. Yeah, hearing you recap this like originally and then re- hearing you recap it now, it's terrifying. Oh, I mean it's it's funny because people ask me all the time, like, oh my gosh, do you like have all this trauma from it? And I was like, I, I don't think so. I said, if anything, I have more trauma as a as a driver because mm-hmm. it's as a runner, I've always known like if you're turning right out of somewhere. I n- guarantee you're not paying attention to the sidewalk. The number of times I have almost been hit by people turning right. So this person was just going straight um, and went through the light. And so that was that was just different. But the number of times I've, I will, if you don't make eye contact with me, I will run around behind your car. I will not, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's red. I don't care if it's that. Because the number of times I've almost been hit because somebody doesn't look. Like they're looking left to make sure a car's not coming and then immediately super hard turn. So it's, as a driver, I feel like I'm hyper aware. That's, that's if anything, that's been more where the trauma is. Like I don't want to hit somebody. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know if I call it trauma, but it's i'm just more aware of it yeah and uh, so like just being your friend like this event gave me way more anxiety in oh. regards to you than i had before this because pre-kids we would like text the group chat hey do y'all want to get together tonight and like do a potluck and play some board games and like everybody else would respond and we'd all get together and we're like has anybody heard from tony no well i guess he's okay and then like late, late in the day on Sunday, we would get a text from Tony. Hey, guys, I just saw your text message. I just took my phone out of airplane mode. I was in Red River Gorge for the weekend. I started climbing with these guys that I never met before. <laughs> and I went on a hike with this other couple that I had never met before. And we're like, did anybody else know you were there? Like, this is how you're going to get murdered. <laughs> yeah, I'll say I, I. So from that, after that incident, my parents got me a um, little dog tag mm-hmm. to, put, to put on my shoes. I did for a long time keep I would, I'd throw it on my shoes, but I need to move it to my new shoes. I think it's just sitting on a end table or yes, on a desk. Please, or, please do that. I've always been the mom friend, and I understand that. But let me mom you for a second until you do that as soon as you get home. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> well, Tony, um, we're very glad that you're safe. They're glad that you're safe, and holy crap, <laughs> ultra marathons! Yeah, uh, congratulations yeah. for finishing. Right? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I could ever do that. I'll so. say it's it's um it's all I I I want to say it's all mental, but there's obviously a uh, a physical side as well. But mm-hmm. mental is a huge part. Well, just the training. I know yeah. you, you run after work. Just with your work schedule, you I'm assuming you go in early. Yep. And you come out early as because eight hours. Or yeah, yeah. So you run at basically two yeah so i i will try to like especially this past week like i tried to get up earlier and run like before work just because it's like i'm not trying to run in like 110 index heat when the (laughs) low for the day is 77 yeah i'm gonna run at five o'clock in the morning when it's 77 not 2 p.m when it's a hundred it's 96 and feels like 103 yeah that that was a fun week yeah uh well thank you for being here not a problem on this bonus episode if you enjoyed this show, uh, make sure you share the show with your friends. We like, are on all the podcast platforms. Yep. Like, comment, sh- subscribe on all the social medias. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and we have a blog. We have a website, www.craftparentingpodcast.com. And we will see you guys later.
Right. Tony's just struggling with our dining room table. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird. Yeah, moves and yeah. Stuff. Dude, but this is ex- apparently this is expensive now. Oh, I don't doubt it. My so like one of fifty sidebars. This is Joe's grandmother's dining room table. Oh, okay. And it's her dining room table cover. My mom has a similar shaped but much smaller dining room table that is now their kitchen table because they downsized. And she looked into getting covers like this for her table. It was going to be like $200. Yeah, I don't doubt it. And I'm like, I think that's what we paid grandma for all of the furniture that we got from her. <laughs> I don't remember. It's, um, I, I, I was going to say, I don't know if it's like a material thing, but also just maybe like people don't get these that often anymore. So it might yeah. just be like a like Well, I feel like usually buy. people put like a tablecloth over them, but it's also impossible to find a tablecloth this big these days. I mean, we have both leaves. <laughs> yeah. We I can could, take the leaves out. I could probably make a tablecloth, but I don't know if Joe wants me to get my sewing machine out anytime soon because that then becomes a thing. Yeah. And the children cannot be near it. 